Hello, everyone, and welcome to the sixth Well Played Podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. We explore together games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me today, I have Sean Dugan Strout. His Twitter handle is Teach for Thought. Sean dove headfirst into gamification uh, just a little bit ago. Uh, thanks for making it on the show today. Sean, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm a second year teacher. I teach fifth grade over in Southern Oregon. And uh, when I found out about gamification, oh my gosh, I was like, this is the perfect way to incorporate my nerdy childhood self <laughs> into, my, into my teaching. I'm totally serious. And I was like, how can I infuse this? And so I, I guess I first heard about this from one of my colleagues. Her name's Heather Mars. And if you haven't already talked to her about getting her on the podcast you really need to but uh she uh she really inspired me she she's been um kind of already connected with you sorry if you can hear that dog by the way i'm taking a walk no, but, uh, this is this is perfect the ambient sounds is, is great <laughs> good okay awesome well so um heather mars kind of connected me with game vacation and last summer i was looking for that you know that that magic bullet What's going what's gonna to really excite my kids and want to go, like, you know, allow me to, like, wake up, which, by the way, like, now I'm waking up in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a great idea. And my <laughs> wife is like, you need to go back to sleep. But, um, sorry, I'm getting really, really excited here. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's, Heather Mars got me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's the power of gamification right there. <laughs> she got me so she got me really excited about you know checking this gamification out and at first i was just thinking well like you know that common misconception are they playing games but you know it's all those game elements that you can find in any game like experience points and leveling up and i was like perfect and you know last summer how popular and maybe still is i'm not sure was so um, I was I was playing that. I'm a teacher, and so I had the summer off, and I was playing Pokemon Go. And I'm like, how can I infuse these game elements inside my classroom? And um, like I teach fifth, um, one of my worries was uh, some of these kids going to be kind of too cool for school. But as it turned out, 100% of my class is totally bought into this, and there are so many game elements and so many things that my kids are able to do, um, and kind of get enriched because. Um, gamification just kind of it's it's uh I don't know it just takes it to a whole nother level, pun not intended. But um, <laughs> it, it just it's just great. So um, so you Heather chose Mars connected me, and so then I, I yeah. Check. So you chose Pokemon Go as your theme. Uh, I did, and, yeah. And that was probably a really good way to get started with a theme that you kind of clicked into something you sort of knew, and maybe the students already knew. Um, so it gave you a nice, probably shell. It was perfect because being a kid in elementary school, I would be hiding my Game Boy from my parents because I was on it so much, and I knew the story like, like, <laughs> like the back of my hand. And so it was a perfect starting point for me because as long as I knew the story, I figure you know kids can go along this story too, and you know we'll figure out the rest of the game mechanics along the way. And um, the kids that helped me with the game mechanics. So it's been a really good journey. But um, after reading your book, I got tons of ideas that, you know, I just flat out stole from you. But That's I the just point. really... That's the point. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, um, once I got connected with um, with your book, and then I got connected with the Twitter chats, and you know that whole community has kind of uh, really inspired me to go full in. So I I went 100 um, percent after after the second week of the you know beginning of the school year. I was just I totally surprised the kids with this game introduction, this video introduction, and 50 percent of them were confused, and 50 percent were like yeah, let's, are we going to go play Pokemon? And so the next day they got to choose their teams and they were on team mystic or instinct. If you follow Pokemon, I don't know if you play Pokemon, but that's, um, it's, <laughs> that, that sounds that's like really a good question. That sounds like many. Yeah, that's right. I did play it last year. I haven't played it for a long time, but everybody, I was part of the craze. Um, good. Okay. The, uh, that's a great story. I mean, like I love, the the story about the video introduction first of all i love video introductions those are awesome and they usually end up being exactly as you said kids are like confused like how are we possibly <laughs> gonna do that in school whatever right. that whatever that is like there's yeah and someone yeah i'm sure a lot of the kids are looking at me like are you really our teacher i mean are we being punked right now what's going on because yep. there's no way we can play pokemon in the classroom yeah so I didn't have any setup the next day. It was on a Friday. And so on Monday, um, you know, I just I spent a little bit of time over the weekend and I, I put up all of the banners for each team. Um, I had I had these uh, really cheap um, plastic Pokeballs um, that they get to put their um, kind of their currency. So they get to the, we'll call it Stardust tokens. So I had that all set up. They got to choose their Pokeball. And so they got to put it in their little cubbies. Um, yeah, and they were so excited because the whole room was pretty much decked out like Pokemon with like little little things here and there. That's, I mean, that's fabulous. I love when the theme can kind of like just really encompass them and surround them and that you added the banners to your classroom. I mean, I'm sure all of these little details really go a long way to sort of immersing the students into that experience. Well, the perfect thing about Pokemon, as you know, is that it's it's heavily commercialized thing to make your room special and make make your make your experience really unique with gamification and i guess that's the topic of this evening right is uh some some sort of commercialized thing because i'm it's not that i'm bored with pokemon but i think i want to try something different next year after all the hours of work i put i'm sure <laughs> I'm sure my wife will love me for this because you know I still want to I still need to see her but <laughs> and I love her but um I I just want to try something new and yeah so, so I don't think we even Yeah, that's I don't even think we laid out there. We were so excited to get started with this conversation with Sean today that I don't think we ever like <laughs> flat out put out what today's topic is. Uh today Sean and I are trying to <laughs> If we could set aside our excitement for a little bit, we're trying to talk a little bit about whether you should borrow a theme, you know, take something that's already established like Star Wars or Pokemon, right? Or do you go and create your own universe, you know, inside one of those genres, of course, but like, do you just do generic space theme or do you do Star Wars, you know? Um, so that's, that's what we're trying to decide today. Uh, and Sean's sort of at these crossroads for next year. Do, you know, do, should he should he do the the Pokemon again? Uh, but it sounds like he's you're itching for 
you're itching for something new? So that's a big question. And I'm, I'm really glad that I have the whole summer to work on this because when I went, you know, headfirst into the Pokemon theme, I, um, I had a week before school started. And so <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad to have the summer to work on it, but, uh, I'm thinking star Wars or space and there's pros and cons to doing both. Just like with Pokemon, you know, it's, it's nice that everything's made for you. The story's made, but the story can be kind of confining too in some ways. So that's what I wanted to kind of talk about. And by the end, hopefully you can convince me one way or the other. Oh, this is like a challenge episode. <laughs> you accept the challenge? I do. I'm in. You see, you see it's, okay. like, it's like gamified and I instantly got like more, <laughs> more into it. Good. I'll be Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and geez. he'll be a... Uh... You're gonna be the exp- you're gonna be the expediter. You're just gonna be shouting at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's awful. I can't believe this. Um, so wow, that's a powerful question, you know, to to borrow or, you know, just take that theme or, or create your own. Um, kind of my initial thoughts right off the the bat here with you, would be, I guess I have a follow up question for you is. I mean, how, how much time do you want to dedicate this? I mean, we were joking about seeing your wife and not seeing your wife. So one, one question is, yeah, one question is how, how much time do you want to dedicate? And the other question is, do you really feel like this next move to whatever theme it is, is going to be one that's going to hopefully for you be longstanding? Or do you feel like you're going to want to like choose a new theme and create new things, you know, every year or two? Yeah, that's a good question. I guess there's a couple things going on. I guess with um, there's one aspect that you mentioned, is this going to be long term? I feel like if it were a more generic theme, it can kind of stand the test of phases or fads. You know, with Pokemon, who knows how long that's going to be? It might be another 20 years before it resurges and uh, become popular again. And I kind of wanted to ride the wave of popularity. And that's kind of the same thing with Star Wars. Right now, it's it's pretty, it's a hot ticket right now. So, um, you know, just really kind of grasping on to that kind of, uh, popularity. I mean, it's, it, it seems, it seems like a no brainer, but at the same time, how, how long term is it? I don't know how long term it would be. Um, you made another point too, like how much time do I want to spend on this? I've, I feel like that could be either for both. I mean, with Star Wars, like I said, it, a, lot of, a lot of things are made. Um, but at the same, same time, um, that can be somewhat constricting. I mean, I know there's lots of people that have done Star Wars or some other games fit themes, but if, I'm, if, if I make it myself, you know, the sky's the limit. I could do as little or as much as I want. Yeah. That's... I think more so than, than a commercialized theme. Yeah, so I will say, for me, I went with a genre, you know, that rather than like a total stolen world. Uh, and I have found it to be, I mean, you really hit on already on some of the great features of that, that it's truly open-ended and it it can really stand the test of time because you don't have those instant... I don't know, turnoffs, like, like take your Star Wars theme. You're going to have some students that don't care and that yeah. they might already like be 
pretty turned off by it. You know, if everyone's talking about the movie Star Wars and this is a kid that doesn't want to watch it, didn't want to watch it, didn't see it, they may instantly yeah. be like, eh, I don't, you know, I'm not into it. Where if it I have just... to keep in mind, too, that, I mean, yeah, these are 10, 11-year-olds. I mean, some of them aren't even allowed to watch Star Wars at this age, which really breaks my heart. But, you know, I might run into that. <laughs> so, where they're not even allowed to participate in that way. Yeah, so, you know, you do, once you pick an exact, theme or your pokemon theme there might have been some kids that are like i don't like pokemon <laughs> you know right but where if it was just i had a... to really convince a couple of kids but um that's a different story yeah but... so if you just had a space theme i don't know i think that that's really fun to me but it is a little more challenging but i do have a suggestion or a tip where it's not actually that much more challenging because in some respects you free yourself from a storyline, from a world, yet you can still borrow from all those worlds, right? You wanna you you want to go into hyperspace, right? Like, cool. You can totally sure. st- you can totally Doesn't steal. Doesn't anyone? Yeah. Yeah, but you could totally steal that from Star Wars. You can have some, you know, trailer video where the the you know the stars all like zoom forward at you, right? So that it looks like you're going into hyperspace. Uh, that's cool. You can have lightsabers because they know what those things are, and they like believe that that might exist in space, whether you're Star right. whether you're Star Wars or not. But at the same time, you can have a cloaking device that's from Star Trek, which isn't in Star Wars, and they'll get what that is. So like you free yourself to have any right. futuristic thing if you want to put yourself in that kind of space world, or you could be you know real space and be NASA if you want. But like. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can grab anything if you right, and if you don't limit yourself to uh, one. And you know, here here's the I guess I will say this. Um, I bed beg pardon field from a lot of different things, and so just because I was doing Pokemon, it doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, I still obviously had to um, use my content. I mean, I couldn't just do Pokemon all the time, but. I, <laughs> although that would be fun, but, um, what I could say, I could, you know, the same might be said for a commercialized theme like Pokemon. I could still steal from other universes and they'll still understand that too. Same way that you can generalize theme and borrow from commercialized themes. But, you know, what's going to be more work for me? I mean, I feel like I'm leaning towards space just because. I get to choose the story. And although with Star Wars, there are still, there are so many stories besides just the movies. I mean, if you're a, if you're a Star Wars nerd, you know that there's like stuff that's off the scripts. And um, in video games or other things, I mean, when I was a kid, I loved the Star Wars games. But, you know, I guess either could be true is what I'm trying to say for what you can borrow and what you can use within the universe or if you just create your own. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes tell people, well, first of all, like again, this is me talking to you who I know is willing to go kind of all in and develop things. So, I mean, a typical tip that I would put out for everyone is do what's going to make you able to do gamification because I still think gamification is a powerful tool that taps into so much passion in the students. If If doing your own space thing and not having enough to grab from means you don't do gamification then don't do that then do star wars theme but again for you sean 
the advice I'd give more of a, like an advanced gamified person is nothing's better than mama's home cooked meal. <laughs> and, and, and you are the mama of that classroom, right? So when you can tailor make your space theme to your content, to your school, to traditions in your like community, that's awesome, right? And Star Wars yeah. won't, won't perfectly click in to all of those things, to your school, to your principal's name, to like all sorts of things, right? Yeah, that, I think you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, you're you're right. I mean. There are so many things I could do with a generalized theme that could, that could be inside uh, inside the classroom or outside of the community. It's harder to kind of slap on Star Wars um, to, to everything and for it to mean the same thing. But yeah, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. And if I'm passionate about it, I'm passionate about Star Wars. But I love space stuff too. I'm not necessarily a space fan of every space thing but that's where that's where that whole mentality of just um piecemealing everything together to make it fit um i'd say that i'd say the thing as long as you're passionate about something i mean you you could probably gather from this conversation i used to play pokemon a lot and so (laughs) (laughs) of course i was passionate about it and the kids turned out to be passionate about it too i mean when i was you know, when I was mama cooking, that's right. <laughs> I was I was brewing some really good stuff for the kids. So, yeah, I mean, um, it was, yeah, I, and it was because like I was excited about it. I was like, kids, you're not gonna believe what Professor Oak did this time, and they're like, oh no, what did he do? And so, <laughs> and I think Sean, you just you tapped into something that I think we all need to like recognize that again, if we tap into our passions it does rub off even on kids that might not be into that. Right. So you might not have gamers or you might not have kids that care about whatever. I mean, this is all, this is really like a, a teach like a pirate sort of philosophy, right? If you're excited, they're going to be, their excitement's going to at least go up. (laughs) They they may not go into super uber passionate about it, but you are going to, your passion is going to ignite some passion in them. Even gamification aside, you know what you're, you're teaching math, and you kind of you kind of treat it like it's something that you need. But we're gonna we're gonna do our best, and you know you do, you don't really have any heart in it. Where's the buy-in for the kids? That's and right. so yeah, this is the same thing with gamification too. So I, I'm curious: does this does this mean you're you're gonna do the wide open space theme? You know. The universe is a pretty big place, so it's a bit scary for me to start somewhere. <laughs> but I'm leaning for you know the really nice thing is that I got some more converts. I'm trying to convince. Um, I have I have uh, two other fifth grade teachers um, right beside me, and I'm trying to convince them to try gamification next year. It could be something really small, but you know I I already created a website for my kids this year, and they're just kind of they're going to piggyback off of whatever I do this year. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do a lot of stuff, but again, you know, they have to be passionate about something too. So, uh, uh, what, that's what I'm meeting about. So that way we can kind of share resources. We can have, um, some competition going between the classrooms and have a whole kind of universe within the fifth grade realm. 
See, that's, so I'm really excited about it. No, that's super awesome that you got them on board. That's fun. No matter even what level they get on board, you know, just having that whole school or whole grade level buy-in is going to be awesome for you guys. And uh, another thing I thought about advice for you as you build this game world is think about traditional archetypes and how that's what Star Wars, I mean, it, it sounds like you're a Star Wars buff. That, <laughs> that, that's that's exactly, I mean, that, that movie, that entire storyline is based on archetypes. They're not, they're not like really. Right, they're not reinventing anything. It's. It's new characters and, you know, the same story, but and it's very, it's very classic as far as, you know, the archetypes and the, uh, you know, the climax of the story and how, how it falls into three different stories. Well, we won't talk about the, the prequels, but, you know, how everything's a trilogy. And so there, there are a lot of story elements that George Lucas borrowed from. And so, um, so you get, yeah, to be, I, you get to play George Lucas of your classroom, right? Like. <laughs> So, I mean, again, going with the generic theme, you know, you can have some sort of druid, sorceress, you know, kind of uh, force thing. And maybe that can be some of the students if you want to give them sort of a character type. So some can be that, some can be, you know. More, right. I more... wanted to, um, I was thinking about flipping the model about the whole, um, you know, the new Star Wars is pretty much the same story as the old Star Wars but every, everybody's new, but you know, and I, I still love it. It's great. But, um, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to flip, um, who the good guys were. I wanted to, um, have the Imperials be my students, but they, you know, they weren't blowing up planets. They were simply looking for new resources, maybe even looking for a new planet. And you have these, you have these rebels, these, these saboteurs that, you know, are always getting in the way of, you know, what, whatever their name is, we'll call them the Imperials, but they're actually the good guys. They're trying to restore order to the galaxy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm, I'm a history teacher. So ta we're talking now you're just talking about perspective and that's always it's, fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about putting yourself in the other person's shoes. I feel like if we just listen to Darth Vader, we would, you know, we would just have a completely different outlook on the empire. That's right. Like, uh, what was that book that came out I don't know, a couple of years ago? The, the one where it's the three little pigs, I think, from from the wolf's perspective or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, I haven't read it, but it's good. <laughs> You're too busy with Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Yeah, I already have my my head in the, um, yeah, in the sand, so to speak. So, um, so now, uh, I think. I mean, I think really today we're we've hit some wonderful topics for teachers looking into this, you know, about stealing a theme or not. And again, remember remember this idea to if if it's overwhelming to become sort of a game master and design a world, either steal a theme like like Sean did to start, or don't be too overwhelmed because when you do create that, you're creating an existing like theme or idea so if sean goes to space he can still borrow from star wars right i'm doing my realm of nobles right. and i just borrow from you know robin hood to shakespeare to anything you know uh any movie or book. that's that's right i mean it's as 
it's as big or as small as you want it in your classroom. I mean, if I if I ultimately did choose Star Wars, which is still a possibility because, any you know, it's it's a long few months until September, but uh, I this, think with this just means we have to have you on the show again so I can continue to... <laughs> a part two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just racking my brain. What do I do? So <laughs> with the uh, yeah, I. It's as big or as little as as you want it, and even if you choose Star Wars, it you don't have to do the entire trilogy or all soon to be nine movies. You just start small. Maybe maybe you're stuck on Tatooine as a oh that would be a terrible story if you're just a <laughs> if you're just a farmer. That's right. <laughs> but you know, it's as big or little as you want. That's right. Um, that would be an interesting, like you made me think, this would be horrible, don't ever do it. I don't even know I'm going to talk about it. You're but, a, a desert farmer. No, but I was just thinking, like, what if you took, if you are going to steal a theme, what if you took one like Star Wars, and what if literally you challenged yourself that each year was one of the episodes? So, like... <laughs> So that would give you that would give you in Star Wars case you know nine years of of development wow. where like you know you could only infuse things into that storyline and characters from that movie because you're in year one. That would be that would be like a, a uber elite gamification club that <laughs> I think probably only two people could join, but <laughs> and uh, yeah, specific. I think I think you just um, like roll roll a dice, and then you, that's your theme. Like um, like number seven is oh you have to do you have to do uh, only Disney themes or you have to so you could try it. That well, could be a game gamification could be gamified. Gamification gamified. I love it. So um, I know we're gonna discuss theme again uh, on the show because it's a it's a powerful piece that really drives the entire story. I just wanted to ask you, Sean, do you feel like that that's that's true to you? I mean, this year when you did it, I mean, that theme really does help every aspect of the game. Absolutely. I mean, it's true. It really helps um, when I've kind of anchored my theme around my math content. I started small, although it, doesn't, it may not appear that way. I did start with just my math content, and you know, being a fifth grade teacher, you kind of have to be the jack of all trades, master of none. You you teach everything. But um, I started with math, and then occurred each town in the Kanto re- region, and there's I think eight or nine, and I just kind of anchored that around a math test. And so my theme was already kind of being driven as my content was being driven. But to go back to your point about what's what's really driving them and you know it's that community it's that it's that collaboration it's that teamwork it's that it's that competition it's that exploration all all that it's not the math test but i kid you not i'm only a second year teacher but i have kids excited to take a math test and so (laughs) and so yeah like it's the driving force it's it's um it's the it's the rudder if you will well, that's, I mean, that's what an awesome testimony to sort of end on because we now, we hear the music, you hear it, I hear it, it is reflection time. So today, 
we have a quote by Dortha Lang, um, and it really relates to our theme topic today. So she says, uh, pick a theme and work it to exhaustion. The subject must be something you truly love or truly hate. So with that said, I mean, how does that resonate with you based on what we're talking about and the struggle you're having with choosing a theme? What a perfect quote. And that just, that quote though, just kind of drives me back to the middle ground. I mean, I'm really passionate about things like Star Wars. I'm passionate about Pokemon. I'm passionate about all those, all those things as a kid, I would love and be excited to go home and go play or go do. And, you know, if, if you're as a teacher, as an educator, if you're like I said before, for whatever you're, you're inspired yourself about, um, it's going to just seep onto your kids too. And, um, I can make space, uh, uh, something that I would love to. And so it's just choosing whatever, whatever it is, whatever little niche, whatever little thing that you want to add on to your classroom that you yourself love. And of course that that's going to transfer over to your kids too. Your kids are going to be invested because you are. Yeah. Well, well said, well put. Um, the, the, the quote from me is a challenging one. Um, cause, uh, I, I don't know if I totally love my theme. I don't know if I picked, I'll be honest. My theme is a little bit like your Pokemon story. I mean, I started, I decided to gamify my class three days before the school year started. And I mean, was time travel really a hot thing back five or six years ago too? (laughs) No. So like my, my theme of like really this like realm of nobles, this sort of medieval time period, it was just generic. I mean, it's like you're saying about space. I didn't totally like design a world around something other than we're in the middle ages with crossbows and castles. Um, and that's not, Michael. I, I think you know what this means. It's, it's time we do some star Wars. No, no. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, I don't know about this quote, because I don't know if it has to be something you truly love or truly hate. So I was sort of wrestling with, is this person right, that you have to pick a theme, mm. work to exhaustion. I agree with that part. Like, I turn my theme inside and out to think of another item or another place or another storyline. Agree with that part. The second part, the subject must be something that you truly love or truly hate. Uh, I don't know. Unless, for me, the theme of playful learning you know, if I zoom it out to the, the 30,000 foot level, I obviously love playful learning. And with that, it's, it's, that's something I truly love. And that's, I become passionate about the game design and the game mechanics. But, you know, five, six years ago, I could have easily chose space as my theme or some underwater theme or shipwrecked island theme. And I'm, I'm sure I would be in the same place. I, I guess I can speak anecdotally. I mean, I mean, I've only, I've, I started in September, like literally two weeks before school started. And um, I was, it didn't take me long to choose a theme because I knew what I would want as a fifth grade kid. And um, of course, I was on that, that whole ride of the Pokemon adventure. But, you know, when I just, when I think over 
the days and months that I was working just long hours. And um, it's because I was not only I'm a perfectionist, I, I just want to make it work and make it make it look like it's something a game developer would actually make. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't I wouldn't do that if I wasn't passionate about my theme. And so I poured my heart into it because I myself loved it when I was a kid. I, you know, I loved going to the next town and trying to capture the next Pokemon. I loved finding the little Easter eggs that no one else knew about in my school. And so those are the kind of experiences that I myself personally as a gamer was passionate about. But um, it was kind of both things. I guess the game mechanics and the theme itself. And it sounds like, you know, as a playful learner, you're, you're, you're all into the game mechanics itself, not necessarily tied to the theme. So, I mean, you could do an underwater theme next year and just have the same exact game mechanics, right? You, you bet I could. I'd just have to rename a lot of things. But yeah, <laughs> be a lot, it would be, it'd that'd be, take a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, trips to the printer. Yeah, that'd be a lot. To make some new cards, everything. <laughs> well, but uh, my my point is, yeah, it's. I guess. Uh, I guess. It's there's a lot of different aspects to gamification, so if you're passionate about any or all of it, I mean, and you don't necessarily need to be tied into anything. I tried something with the kids one week, and I'm like, this this is not really working for me. This is a lot of work, and I don't really see, I don't really see the investment. Um, I don't yeah. really see the return on investment. So I change things in my game a lot, like items. Sometimes it's like, nope, that that item has way too much overhead for me to actually maintain that. And those things are common well, course corrections. It, yeah, yeah, and you know that's that's kind of that the that mentality that the kids understand that too. I let them know, hey, I'm trying something new. You guys, you guys are rich because nobody else is doing this kind of thing in the whole school, and so they treat it like it's it's a, like it's a real privilege. It's and it's something that um, we kind of evolve together. It's like a partnership. So, you know, um, just like Tisha was saying, it's a, it's some, if they suggest something over, you really take, you take that into consideration because they're the ones that are completely like headfirst into it also. Definitely. Yeah. That's good. Great advice to be reminded of time and time again. Well, Sean, you know, thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure chit chatting with you and I, I hope that we can have you back on well played, uh, it's really awesome to talk to such a passionate educator about both their classroom as well as the gamification. Great. Oh, of course. I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated about part two. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, and for all of you listeners out there, thanks so much for listening. It's an honor having you listen, learn, and play with us. Uh, as always, stay connected and share your ideas with us at explorelikeapirate.com or at the hashtag wellplayedview and our new website, wellplayedview.com. Uh, we're hoping that you keep playing well. Enjoy your week and play on.